0: Again, Wilkinson in the place. Johnny Wilkinson, he's got it! No header. Schimpeda. But Gerrard, you're muted! Oh, what a headshot! What a headshot! What a, a headshot! the
1: New Zealand. Balatelli, Aguero!
0: I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again! It's all over! I think it's over! Is he going to get up? Can he get up? Can he get up? He does! Oh my goodness! Somehow Fury has managed to get
1: up! Hello and welcome to this week's The Two Painter. It's myself, Gaz, and Major Honour. And together we're here to argue about all sorts of uh, sports. Well, maybe not just argue, maybe discuss. Maybe we'll, we'll just agree on everything tonight, eh, hey, Jono? Unlikely, um, Gareth.
0: Unlikely after <laughs> the uh, referee's performance of the weekend, but we can come to that. Good old VAR. <laughs> yeah.
1: The, uh, well, Yeah, we'll definitely come to that. So I'm a I'm a Liverpool fan uh, and a Welshman, and Jono, you're a...
0: Not a Liverpool fan, an Englishman.
1: Um. <laughs> That's probably sums it up right. You're you what about another 90-91 uh, clubs, I think. So, uh, yeah, that probably sums it up well. Um, you can catch us on at the 2 pinter on both Facebook and uh, Twitter. Uh, at, no, at Painter2, sorry, um, on both of those. And Yeah, well, let's get into it then, Jono. So, um, I would say uh, Liverpool deserved winners on Saturday. Beach City looking looking great.
0: Uh, deserved winners is a very interesting term, isn't it? Because I think you took advantage of your chances well, and once you've got, I think, you know, been gifted a lead, um, you, you, you played very well from there. That, I couldn't deny it, and you definitely looked a lot more solid than City. But when in the opening minutes you should have a penalty given against you, and you instead you go up the other end ten seconds later and score, and it stands, um, it changes the whole complexion of the game, doesn't it? So
1: what, if, what, if that was if that was true then that would be the case but let's let's let, let's delve into this you know that's you not allowed, to put
0: your ball, you're not allowed to just throw your hand at the ball Gareth. just leave your hand dangling in the penalty area if
1: were true No you're right and and if that was if that was the case if it just uh, hit Trent on the on the arm or the, at the hand as it did and there was nothing else before it then yes of course it's a penalty but, but the uh, the clincher is the David Silver uh, not David Silver he was the on there Bernardo Silver that. um Flick off the hand before it hits Trent. That's the that's the key thing, isn't it? So really a
0: That was a barely touching, whereas uh, Trent knew full does, well what he was
1: new, doing. New, new laws of this year, though, aren't they? If you're gaining advantage uh, apparently by not. an attacking team. <laughs> apparently not, because uh, Trent does it
0: far more, obviously, uh, seconds later and uh, nothing happens.
1: No, no, no. If you're gaining advantage in attacking attacking players. So, um I think, Mane a few uh, weeks back against United... Um, unintentionally hits his hand and if that had been the other way around unintentionally hitting uh, Maguire's hand I think at the time uh, it wouldn't have been a penalty but because it's unintentionally hitting Mane's hand and then he goes and scores from it you have to chalk it off because it's it's, um, gaining advantage from hitting the hand they had the I think we discussed it earlier on earlier pods there was the issue with uh, Everton against Millwall last year where Millwall gained an advantage from the ball hitting the hand unintentionally uh, and scoring a goal from it Um, so yeah that's the new kind of Focus on that law is if you're in attacking position and it's unintentional, it's still given us a free kick. So effectively, now this didn't happen because um, the referee just, just said no, <laughs> but effectively what, what hap- would have happened uh, on the weekend is they'd have looked at VAR, uh, they'd have seen the flick beforehand, the referee would have then given a free kick to Liverpool inside the area and we'd have carried on.
0: Yeah, I'm not convinced that what well, they're not convinced that's what they tried to do nor what they've considered really, and that's the problem, isn't it?
1: They uh... agreed. Um, yeah, that that that's the problem is that they've whether whether by uh, well not well by mishap and because they we're still talking about the same referees who can't use VAR. They've ended up at doing the right thing in that they've he's effectively given a bit of the advantage because we had the free kick, but you're giving the advantage. And we've gone down the other end twenty seconds later and scored. Uh, but they've not. That's not the decision they've made. It's just that's what they, we've ended up with.
0: Yeah, and I so I'd, that...
1: I'd argue it's, it's the right conclusion, but it wasn't implemented anywhere near rightly by the referees or the VAR or or anyone really. They just kind of ignored it and let it let it by.
0: I, I, I'm not sure I go the right conclusion here. I don't think the Bernardo touch was was that incidental. Really, at the gave an advantage. Whereas the Trent one definitely wasn't incidental for me.
1: Um... Yeah, I, I'm I'm not disagreeing that in that. Had the ball not come off Silver, then it should have been a penalty against um, Trent. His um, his one later when Silver uh, Sterling's two two uh, centimetres in front of him, and he just and he flicks it off his hand. Uh, I don't think that's a penalty because Trent's got his hands down. It's not his hands aren't out. Um, he's no, that got was no good hope decision. of no moving one.
0: it. I'd agree that one was hands out. The other one he, he dangling his hand there for all to see, um, and there was yeah, a man the coming in behind.
1: Yeah, and and, and, the, and just on that as well. That's the other odd thing about the whole the whole situation is Aguero has the ball at his feet inside the area. Sterling is two yards away, um, open space, effectively a free shot at goal. Uh, and Aguero seems to be jumping up, talking about the handball rather than just passing the ball. If Aguero kept the cool head, I know that's probably an issue with Aguero at Anfield anyway. But if he kept the cool head there, um, you'd, you'd have fancied City would have scored anyway the ball literally comes off, his ha- off um, Trent's hand and drops at Aguero's feet. And Aguero then looks up to the referee rather than just carrying on playing.
0: Yeah, true. Um, and he, yeah, they were, uh, which was, you were saying, deserved for Liverpool. I thought City actually came out of the traps. We we're jumping around question to question here, but I thought City <laughs> actually came out of the traps really well and opening... You, they were 2 nil down having played most of the football, I thought. They, they, you know, they had the unlucky goal... So that, the second goal was very well taken, but it was quite a. I say very, it was it was a very good cross from Robertson, and it, you you know you moved mm. more quickly. But I thought City came out looking very composed on the front foot, putting you under pressure. Should and could have had a goal there, and it's a different game. Um, but once that faded, suddenly you were turning up, and you know, if I was a City player, I'd be like, what happened here? We've playing, we've played well um well, but there yeah. as a game, I'm I supposed to defensive frailties are what cost them, and and they weren't good in that regard.
1: The defensive frailties, and they weren't clinical. Um, I mean, I, well, you say defensive frailties. I think the second goal, the first goal was, was shocking from um, Goodwanden in terms of his. Well, if you get past the, the twenty seconds before, and once you actually come to the goal, the, the clearance from uh, Goodadun or Goodwanden or, or, or I'm not sure meant to say his name, but. The uh, is he German <laughs> German fellow in the middle
0: German, Turkish German I believe it? He's, whatever, he's, whatever <laughs> it is he's not very good at football I'm not sure why he keeps getting in the city side I really don't see it but yeah carry on
1: <laughs> um, it was an awful clearance um, I, I mean okay Fabinho's not scored many uh, for Liverpool never mind outside the box so you could argue he, he's perhaps given it to one player who's not going to do anything with it um, but yeah it was an awful clearance uh, and then the goal, goal was taken taken well uh, Gary Neville jumping up and down saying bravo should have saved it I, I have no no clue what he's talking about there. Uh, um,
0: ha- yeah, I thought that was harsh. It was um it was pretty it's a pretty well hit ball.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it was it wasn't like it was down the middle of the goal or anything. Um yeah, I, th- I thought that was harsh. I mean Ma- Edison is a very good keeper, so maybe Edison would have got to uh, it. I think Phil was harsh blaming the keeper. The second goal, um, I do It's a it's a fantastic cross. I don't I don't think I thought he'd done the wrong decision as well. I thought he should have played Manny in, and then suddenly he realised as the ball's bending round. Oh, hello. <laughs> it was actually a cracky ball. Well done, there. Uh, well done, Rabbo. Um, yeah, I don't know that that was particularly poor defensively. The third one was. Um, the keeper didn't know what he was doing, did he? Um, good cross from Hendo, but yeah, the keeper didn't know what he was doing, and that, that was poor. But I, I thought um, City's poorest part of the of the, of the pitch was, the, was up front. Um, De Bruyne, I mean, you can see him getting frustrated that first half. You, you're right in that City had a lot of the ball... Um, and they, they created some good chances but there was, the cli- the, there was, there was no finishing there was the clinicalness <laughs> uh, it just wasn't there and they had ch- a, f- a few chances where um, I think Aguero could have stuck a leg out and, and hit it in that one where um, was
0: flashed across the box and he just watched it go past you <laughs> what more what, what, what do you want?
1: yeah there was a stones <laughs> header um, which I think possibly was there was one that was offside um, and there was one that um, that wasn't and I, th- I think that was a it was a Sterling header as well. That was perhaps more into the second half. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought City. I think you're right. City for the first ten minutes, well certainly five minutes and probably ten minutes, um, they had a lot more of the ball and they seemed to um, they seemed to be creating some dangerous opportunities, but never never scored. Um, and Liverpool were more clinical in that in that period. Um, second half, well, as the half that first half wore on, and certainly first twenty minutes of the second half, I thought um, I thought Liverpool largely controlled the game. City couldn't cope with uh, the two full Um I, I thought it was just nicely played with I think Hendo and, and Alden tucking in and um, yeah allowing the backs just to bomb forward and um, yeah why Mendy was sat on the bench I don't know but there we go. Um, yeah,
0: Angelino wasn't an inspired choice from Pussy. Um No. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, then, I, I, I think yeah, you could you could have a look at Pep's selection and say, quite for Fernandinho, would he not have been better in the midfield trying to put out a few fires? Not that he was bad, I just wonder if he'd been better sat in there and you could have played. I oh, I know Otta Mendy's not the paciest against your front three, but he's a centre back at least. Um mm-hmm. Mendy Mendy is the sort of player at his best who can push a you know, push a winger back as well and that he's mm-hmm. such an attacking threat. Um and, you know, like we say, they were getting they were getting forward well, see, part in part. Um see, so yeah, I think um think yeah, uh didn't look like a well, he didn't really look like a mid table left back, let alone a top of the table left back. Um, he was yeah. <laughs> he was garbage. Um
1: and <clears> then... but it, it just be why why go so strong like in the Champions League? they were away at Atlanta weren't they? Um and then not so he played Mendy in in that game and then dropped him for the for the Liverpool game so it's not like he was on, wasn't was fit or anything unless he didn't think he could cope with Um well if, even even so he'd you, say a bit more of a threat going forward that perhaps pins Liverpool's full backs a little bit although like I say it is the um, midfielders that took in. Um
0: no yeah, well, yeah. I mean, still I mean Mindy does I mean Trent's brilliant obviously he's not a bad defender Trent but he he does not roll forward at will um, yeah, but if Mendy's coming forward that and you've got, that's the same side that Salah quite often plays off, isn't it? Um, mm. You're going to get a space down there if you're Mendy and you might have to think a little bit more about that if you live Liverpool or if, or if a midfielder has to pull up consistently. That might leave room for more someone like De Bruyne or De Silva. I mean, I agree with mm. De Bruyne, by the way. He was one of the worst games you've seen from him. His delivery was terrible. He wasn't getting on. When he was on the ball, he was giving it away. He just looked a bit, bit well, of no, player.
1: Well, I, would, I think as the game wore on, he, he just went missing, but I think the first, that first 20 minutes, I thought he put some cracking balls in. The yeah, ones that just flashed across the box. That they, he did flash one, yeah. I don't that, that, was, I did, know that was De Bruyne's fault. I think that was just, people weren't getting on the old, the, the free kicks that he was flinging in and they were heading over the bar, and um, I thought was it was creating chances.
0: He did create some, he, he, he had a lot of balls that just didn't clear the first man as well, and just didn't mm. cross it, didn't he just, yeah, he just right up inconsistent and inaccurate I thought from him in a lot long time and, I, and uh, you don't expect that a player as good as him um, no. but, but maybe, maybe you're right maybe you lost heart because you know, I, I agree with you on that City weren't clinical mm. enough but yeah I think they yeah they, the, the, the referees gave you an assist there and if they had you know VAR which doesn't whatever, whatever it is that doesn't exist um, I, I try to be a fan of VAR I think it's the right idea but it's been applied awfully um, Yeah. if they if he did get involved and give them a penalty and they've got a 1-0 lead then it's a very different game um, but yeah they seem to kind of lose a bit of sense and heart after that and, and Pep Pep on the sideline was doing the same he was kind of leading the charge on that getting angry and stuff and I don't know if the players took a cue from him but they never really
1: yeah. set itself
0: particularly well after that and, um, and and yeah you you, you know you're not, you're not going to get penalties given against you before at, at, at so you have so you better play your best and keep on top of that and um, try and keep Liverpool down and, and they didn't really and um, and you took advantage well. You definitely did, and you look um, you look like a side that's ready to win the title. Unfortunately, so uh, yeah. I mean, you're you're far away ahead last year. Aren't you Gareth, you managed to uh, you bar it. So hopefully it's save up this year.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. We still got this uh, World Cup Championship to go through. But uh, an interesting little uh, fact for you though: um, Liverpool have played all the well, all the top six. Obviously not themselves, but <laughs> the rest of the five of the top six teams this, uh, so far this season, and City are yet to play any of them. Um, apart from Liverpool, um, so yeah, that'll be interesting the next uh, next few weeks. Um, but yeah, moving on from Liverpool, um, hopefully champions-elect, Jono, but yeah, we'll see. Um, the the other kind of big game involving well one of the top four and uh, an Arsenal was uh, was Leicester Arsenal.
0: I was going to say you're talking about this. I think City have got Arsenal in a couple of weeks time, and that would be a good one to get back and inform for City it's um, <laughs> sure, a nice place to get your, all your sacking birth back and uh, get yourself three points um, uh, to be fair actually I didn't think Arsenal were terrible they looked a bit more solid than usual and they actually mm. up, early on created some good chances and, and could have been a bit more for themselves um, but once they didn't take chances it's got you a similar sort of story really but I mean of a Obviously not as a high quality. I thought Arsenal had some chances, mm. didn't take them and then you just as the game were you thought Leicester are going to put this to bed and they did. Um, mm. Arsenal weren't as bad defensively as they have been but that's not to say they were good defensively. They just looked a bit more organised than usual um, and, yeah. and maybe no Xhaka in there helped. Um, I thought, thought uh, I didn't mind Ozil being in. I didn't think he was actually as, as missing as he quite often is when he goes away from home and actually tried to get on the ball a bit more and I wonder if that's something they should look at a bit more going forward because um, yeah, Pepe looks like he needs a bit more time, and, and it's a team mm. that cries out for some creativity. Um, so why not keep him in there? But yeah, I think um, as, as the game wore on and Arsenal, you know, didn't take those chances. Leicester looked looked a class above, really, um, and they, they did, and they did take their chances very well. Um, the yeah, Vardy's was a, a lovely bit of play that he finished well, and, um, and Madison's w- was nice as well. Uh, mm. Both very well taken goals, and yeah. And then once well, I think once Arsenal was, we were a goal down, you didn't didn't look like coming
1: back at all. No, um,
0: no. And, and yeah, Leicester. Uh, you you're a fan of them early in the season, um, and they just seem to keep improving, don't they? And um, a rise to yeah. Brendan. He um, he could either be getting himself a better job, or he could be taking Leicester to the Champions League from the looks of it. Because, you know. I could say, I, I, it wouldn't. I wouldn't be astonished if City made nine points up on Liverpool, but I, I don't expect it. Um, I don't expect Arsenal to make nine points up on Leicester. Um, I don't think they're
1: mm-hmm. good. I don't think they're good enough. No, I agree. Um, I, yeah, I think uh, Leicester. I, I, mean, I, I didn't. I, I thought they'd do all right. I didn't think they'd do um, as well as they are doing. And um, I think Rhett, Brendan's a cracking manager. I, I've said since he left Liverpool, I said he, he, you know, I'd have him back as a Liverpool manager. Just he needed some time to go away and. Uh, learn he's only well he's a very young manager um, yeah so at the time I'd, I'd happily have him back at Liverpool but he's yeah he's uh, he seems to be organising um, Leicester just to they just look just fantastic don't they <laughs> it's difficult to see I mean they've lost Maguire and got um, Salugi or however you say Saluku, his name yeah uh, um, yeah they,
0: they look well it's a good back four isn't it Salugi looks heavy Got yeah. Evans and-
1: what did they, how much did they pay for Evans?
0: Wasn't it about four million, uh, 6 million, or, million? Six million. Yeah, yeah, four
1: million,
0: yeah. Absolute bargain in today's climate. I mean, he's not superstar, Johnny Evans, but he's a well-organised player. Arsenal could definitely have gone for him when they did, and I remember thinking at the time, <laughs> "I'll take him at Arsenal." Um, and then probably two of the better backs around in, in one and Pereira. Um, mm. got behind well, them. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, not, not the very two best, but some of, them, some of the better <laughs> ones. Uh, you compare that with. Yeah, I mean, Arsenal went free in the back, which was, you know, holding Louise and Chambers with Bellerin and Kolasinac either side. It's not, yeah, and that's a that's a better defence for Leicester. Um, only about one of those Arsenal defenders actually defends. So, um, yeah, and then, and, you know, the midfield, they've got a lot of handy players now. Haven't they? You know, Ozzy Perez suddenly has looked a better player and than he ever did in hmm. Newcastle. Uh, eleven yeah. and Madison are both quality and DD
1: he looks quality yeah yeah I I
0: mean, think he's a he's a cracking yeah, player bit of a kante light isn't he um mm. or, or big up uh, kante strong but probably not quite as good and then obviously vardy uh keeps scoring and give him a chance he'll take it and he like loves scoring against arsenal so mm. yeah the only, the only sort of thing you really think arsenal are equal to to leicester is probably up the top in a value and lacazette and, and even then what's they're very much dependent on chances, as Vardy is. To be fair, and there's not enough mm. behind in creating those chances at the minute. And and once again, he went he went free at the back, which I think Arsenal the last few years have looked better when they were free at the back, They look a bit more solid. But then you're you sacrificing a bit of an attacking option, and they still don't look well organised defensively. They don't they don't, well, no. they don't really. And it's he's searching for what his best side is. Now I understood that a bit. Um, the start of the year with a few different signings made in, I know someone like Tierney who on surprise didn't play because he looked quite good, told us that he was injured so you couldn't quite integrate him in but you've got out of the team now not because Emery thought that was the right thing to do in terms of his playing I don't think but because he just he, he made a silly gesture as he went off and um, mm. I think a lot of Arsenal fans would have preferred he know was captain and was on the bench most of the time. Um, yeah and then you've got better in trying to get him back in um, are they playing free at the back because they've got Ozil in now they want a bit more creativity just there doesn't seem to be a coherent plan of what they're trying to do and if you mm. you bring one thing and you sacrifice something else which is true for any team but Arsenal Arsenal's choices don't really seem to make anything better it's just okay we'll have a slightly better attack or have a slightly better defence but we still won't really be nothing seems to be pushing towards winning games it's just trying to put out fires all the time and, and that seems to be Emery's problem what's his is he, is
1: he, does he need to go then
0: <clears throat> he's he's on he's getting on borrowed time I think um, it's not so much that I think he's a terrible manager that he can't um, he can't he, he can't set up a team to win because he has had some teams that he said uh, you know he took Arsenal to a Champions, uh, Champions League Europa League final which was a good achievement mm. and they, they got smashed in the final you know last year he um, they managed to beat uh, Spurs Chelsea and was it United at home I think they won the more You know, Emirates was looking like a bit more of a fortress again, and so you thought there's something happening there. So I don't want to say he's been terrible, but then this year it hasn't really improved. They did spend a decent amount of money in in perhaps the wrong places. You know, did they necessarily need a a 70 million pound winger? Was that the first thing they needed? Probably not, but um, and they haven't still really addressed the defensive frailties that have been present (laughs) since he joined. But just he doesn't seem to have an idea. I'm not saying I want him to turn him into a a, you know, gurgling press like Liverpool or a and all passing, all singing, dancing like City, but sort of some idea of what you're doing, or if you're not going to have that idea of what you're doing, have a couple of different, we're going to go away to Anfield, we're all going to put, you know, we're going to put sort of ten menish behind the ball and try and hit him on the counter. Mm. And it, it, there's not a coherent strategy of what they're trying to do, even, and if they were just a comedian-like and just changed every week for a team, even then I'd be like, okay, everybody's going to have a different plan, but it just it doesn't look organised, it doesn't look like it, you know, the players know what they're doing. Um and and so yeah, unless he, unless you see some improvements, they seem to be, you know, a, a direction they're going in. Because at the moment, it just seems to be Arsenal, are, are fading into sort of a not a, a mid table team, but like a, a a very solid Europa League team. And, and Arsenal, uh, at least under Wenger, all the all the average years under Wenger were <laughs> until the very end were Champions League years. You know, at least you are top four. Mm-hmm. Year. Got to get beat by Bayern Munich in the uh, last 16 every year. They're happy, the happy days. Now it's <laughs> hope for a bit of Europa League run and a cup run, maybe. And, yeah, if someone slips up in the league, because, you know, now they're, they're nine points behind Leicester. They're, uh, well, City and fourth, aren't they? They're uh, eight points mm. behind them. Um, no, nine points behind them, sorry. No, eight points. Eight points was right first time. You mm. know, uh, Chelsea, uh, nine points around. Just, uh, City will improve. It's quite... <laughs> they be for been uh, battling with Sheffield United uh, for for 5th 6th place here. And then even, even United, do you think, you know, you, General consensus United had a pretty terrible season. They're one point behind Arsenal. Um,
1: mm. Puts it into perspective, doesn't it, how, <laughs> how bad, bad Arsenal... But I, I think with Everton win on the weekend, they will put them three points behind Arsenal as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's early days so that, you know things can shake out a bit more. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, our, the gap... Uh, Arsenal to Everton is... Uh, it's three points like you say but eight league places so yeah if I don't put a few more wins together soon they could tumble into the bottom half and then it starts looking re- really grim so I-, I wouldn't kick him out yet I think there is a good manager in there and I think you know his record Seville was impressive PSG was so-so but he had mm. a, quite a difficult job I don't think he's a terrible manager and I did not mind the choice at the time perhaps um, you know following Wenger was always going to be difficult just because of the, the mark and the legacy he had at the club but uh, you want to see a bit more of a change soon and a bit more Idea what what is happening and what he's trying to do with his team, and if not, then, um, you know, someone like if he'd want to come, someone like Allegri obviously excites, um, but then maybe he hangs on for the, maybe Wenger can do us a favor there, get the in job, and then maybe Allegri will be available for the uh, Arsenal job. Who knows? <laughs> um,
1: yeah. yeah, I think I think a lot. I agree with what you say. I think the. the Emery, if this was Emory's first season, then you could, you know, you buy him a bit of time. And exactly, yeah. Not agree. quite sure, but unfortunately, he, he looks like he's had his first season and in his second season. Um, you think by now he'd have a bit more of a, an idea of what, what, like say, what style of play he wanted. And it was a bit, you know, we tried something different against Leicester, and for for a while, or for, for in, a, for in a sense, it worked. Um, whether he's going to argue he doesn't have the personnel, but you know, he's he's had a couple of transfer windows now, so. Um, yeah, I've I, I struggled to make a case for him to think that he's going to be a good player, that you, a good manager that you want to keep. I think there's there's, there's lots of decent managers in the um, in the Premier League. Never mind, they're looking abroad and who would perhaps be doing a better job with the uh, the quality of Arsenal that they've got. Um, so yeah, it'll be an interesting one on on Emery. Um, and, yeah, just
0: the, the worry obviously is that the likes of Bamang and Lacazette go get picked off by better clubs. Um,
1: yeah I mean what, but why what, would you when, you when you're getting paid um, more, than, more than most of the clubs in the Premier League and alright you get a bit of abuse from your own fans here and out now, every now and again but yeah stay as you are just uh, just collect, collect the money <laughs>
0: yeah of the, of the few Arsenal players who are, who are probably good enough to go to a better club um, yeah i say at Bambiang and probably Lapazet too uh, you, you, you hmm. worry if they go then then yeah, where you know that that is the worry, really. If it's another year of Champions League it's another year of attracting attracting that sort of talent, um, yeah, not not great times at Arsenal. It's a club that when times are great, it you know, can the the atmosphere can turn poisonous quite quickly, and, it, and it's just a well,
1: you've got to be happy. Well, I'm gonna say when, thi- when things aren't going great, then suddenly you're the fans. So uh, you know, normally it's quite quiet.
0: <laughs> it is, yeah. Until uh, yeah, suddenly uh, <laughs> I, sort of, I think miyang has been inviting people from Arsenal TV to his. Uh, it's Fox uh, that have been uh, upsetting the uh, the Arsenal grass As the Arsenal brass hating Arsenal fan TV. Um, it's, it's, it's not it's not generally a nice positive place you go and watch a game. Some amusing people on there sometimes, but uh, yeah, um, it's yeah, it could t- it's a it's been a fairly frustrated fan base for a while, just from a, quite a lot of average seasons, I suppose, really, and a, a club that expects mm. a bit more. And um, yeah, it could uh, it could turn on Emery in a hurry if he doesn't seems to be able to turn things around.
1: Yeah, I think once the fans turn against you, I think that's, it's hard then to, to reel it back after that, isn't it? No matter what, what you do, it's um, even if you go on a bit of a, a winning streak, um, yeah, you, you won, one loss away from getting the pelters again. Uh, is, yeah, you, pop-
0: you've, you've got you've really had some success, haven't you? LR, I don't know, someone like Benitez at your place, say, wins a couple of trophies the first year stays a bit after that. You know you've got that credit in the bank. Um hmm. Emery hasn't, you know, he's got it from his past clubs, but not with Arsenal. So, um, yeah, he's he's um, he's into bother if things don't change. too.
1: well, talking to teams who aren't in bother, Jono, Sheffield um, United, <laughs> they're uh, so they're sitting pretty in, at fifth at the moment, um, effectively the best of the rest. Yeah, better, um, than,
0: better than Arsenal. Um,
1: <laughs> better than Arsenal. Better than better than a lot of teams, and t- amazing, really, aren't they? They're, they're arguably again. More controversy with VAR on the weekend. Um, there was a question whether it was a big toe that was uh, that was off that was offside for the um, for the first goal that got chalked off. Was uh, I mean, that was dreadful. Um, for, for that
0: was dreadful. For me, for that. me,
1: that wasn't that wasn't the issue for me though. I, th- I think that was that was shocking. But the, the bit after that is how far are we taking it back because ball gets played in, uh, Dyer deals with it, so the Spurs have, have got rid of it, and then the ball comes back in and they score. Um, so yeah. I I think well like we had to be offside at one point about phases of play I think there needs to be phases of play with VAR um, anyway we've gone back to VAR sorry that was my fault um, it's yeah, hard so... to the
0: minute isn't it it's, just, it's bloody annoying I thought it was great when it came in but um, I, heard a, I, heard a, I heard a different podcast not the two partner Gareth make the point this week that it kind of you know, it seems to have been that thing where referees are not making as many decisions because they think they'll get bailed out, and VAR don't seem to want to upset referees. Hmm. It just means a lot of things are getting caught in the middle, and it's not. Yeah, decisions aren't being made, or they are being made poorly. Well, this one in yeah. the Sheffield United game, it took fucking ages for him to make it as well.
1: And then, Four minutes. <laughs>
0: they still made the right one. <laughs> you yeah, I loved the So yeah, it's a mess. But uh, but things aren't a mess, as you were saying. Uh, Sheffield United, they just 17 points already, haven't they? You know, the kind of Getting
1: on for halfway yeah. there
0: for what for what you want them to be, and they they're, they're not, not lost away. That that isn't seriously impressive, isn't it? That you know. He's, it is, yeah.
1: He's first, on, well, so first first season coming up, and you you're you twelve games like six games away, but not lost any of them yet. Um. And what I was saying about
0: them. yeah, I was gonna say what I was saying about Emery in terms of not seeming to know what you're doing or from game mm. to game. If you, if you can go away to teams and not lose, and you know, not lose, it shows that Wilder's set them up. Generally, in certain ways, you know, going somewhere like Tottenham. Um, alright, it's not perhaps the most hostile, but it's it's probably the best ground in the country now, isn't it? Uh, you've mm. got the huge wall there, um, and he's going there. You think it could be a, but they when players get a bit lost or a bit starry-eyed, and like you know, we're in the Premiership now. We've arrived. Look at the stadium. We're playing here. How great! And um, you know, they go go and do a job, get a point mm. uh, against you know one of the one of the bigger name teams. Certainly, and probably one of the probably favourites. The third you'd said at the start of the season.
1: Um I, and the nuts thing about it though is they're not just setting up defensively to just to kick the ball as far away from the goal as they can and like you know like a cardiff did last year, say just to just to spoil the, the uh the opposition. There, there is a bit of that. They they're very well structured defensively, but you can be forward. We laughed a little bit at the start of the season when they talked about um centre, uh, what was it, uh, overlapping centre halves Over oh, yeah, they're, they're
0: when your friend the, the, uh, on the preview pod talks about, I, I, I thought I'd misheard, and he actually said straight after, <laughs> "You've not misheard me, by the way. That's right. Overlapping fullbacks. Um,
1: yeah, the,
0: and they score the general general arcs, Yeah, yeah,
1: the, 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 yeah. Yeah, they seem they seem um, they, they just seem. Wilder's well, got them organized, but also looking looking like they're playing decent football as well. Um, so, Sheffield United with twelve games in. Normally it's like after about six games you get in one team who are a bit of an anomaly and they're up there and then they drop off and fade away. But twelve games in now we're a third of the way through the season, just about. Um, are they are they able to maintain it?
0: I'd be surprised on this level. And I don't I don't claim to be a Sheffield United expert, but you just think teams have done this before. You remember even like the likes of Blackpool say um, it was the funny one that mm. came up and and just came and played some nice football and kind of stuck to their ideals, which is kind of what. Sheffield United seem to be doing. They seem to, have, you know, like you say, got the system. The Wilder likes, and it seems to work. And they seem to be tweaking it to the right ends. But you wonder, could you know, could uh, the likes of Lindstrom or Fleck if one of them gets injured for a period, or, or you know, a few of their players, really, if they get injured for a period, well, you know, they're probably not as deep. I know they spent a bit of money coming up. Mm. But probably not that loads. Um, the striker moveset has been playing pretty handy, hasn't he? Looks um, looks useful for them. Because you know, you know, that f- injuries will appear and. You know, mm-hmm. how, I suppose it, Christmas something like that would be interesting when I mean, they've got to play quite a few games in a certain amount of days. Um, yeah. Can they go up? But they seem, you, you know, what what I will say, and I suppose what most Sheffield United fans um, would have said at the start of the season was, you know, stand up, sort of matters, and it's,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, they could they could easily play it for me and have a terrible run and that could win, but it, it's hard to see them not. They look <laughs> look look definitely a top half side, don't they? It's, it's very hard to see them not stand up. Um,
1: that's it. Even with like you know, giving the example of Blackpool, Blackpool at the time were playing free-flowing football, and you can say, well at some point they're going to get caught with this. They're not going to put the chances away, and they're going to be open at the back, and they're going to, you know, there's like five-three games and stuff here that season. And um, I'm not saying you could, you could to a to a sense see it coming, but you know, fair play to Blackpool, they stuck to it. But Sheffield United don't seem to be. It's hard to see. So for example, they're playing. Um, I'm sure they got Man United next next game at home. Um, well, you'd, I, I, you'd be a brave man to, to back against Sheffield uh, United winning as opposed to uh, Man United going there and winning. And you, you know, Man United perhaps they've just turned a bit of a corner, but I, I'd still think, I'd still fancy Sheffield United to get something from the game at least.
0: Yeah, I think so. You know, you know, they get the teams they've lost to this year, like you know yourselves and Leicester, aren't they? And I think they might hmm. have lost one other. They're not losing to, they're not losing games that they need to you know the sort of games they need to pick up points are they you know they smashed up Burnley the week before they pick up you know they beat Arsenal they beat Everton you know big sides mm-hmm. um yeah get points take points off Tottenham away like they've they already had some big matches and they coming through looking pretty well um you know it'd be interesting to see if they want to go to the transfer market try and re- reinforce anything in, in January but at the same time you might well think I've got a pretty good thing going here and, and, and how much you mm-hmm. change it um it's always the quandary, isn't it, when your teams come up? Do they try and go out and spend the load and then you sort of lose the fabric of what brought you there, or, or do you try and stick with it and then have a lot of players who might not be Premiership quality, say? But um, they seem to be finding a lovely balance at the minute. And I'll be, yeah, I really wouldn't be shocked with a top half finish. And uh, and yeah, you know, it's hard to see them dropping any less than, I don't know, 12, 13, something like that. I mean, you mean, you've got the likes of clubs here like, you know, West Ham, Everton, um, you, you know. Palace maybe to an extent they'll come up a bit more Um but yeah there's a lot of clubs below them as well that you think could easily start a run before and have a bad run Um mm. and yeah just just yeah a lot of clubs don't look very good and someone some like Villa say I think Villa are having quite a good season and they um they're not doing a bad job but they're, they're down in 17th or 11th and yeah. and, and Sheffield United are uh, are 6 points clear of that and up in 5th so a mm. uh, long way to go but I, I, I don't see them going down I, I think they'll um, I think they do pretty well and, uh, and they face them because they're doing it like you say and not a, not a bad way to watch at all and they're sort of sticking to some ideals so always aggressive yeah.
1: to see. And one for your, uh, your early diaries for next year is um, partly through January on a Wednesday night, cold Wednesday night hopefully, Chef uh, United at home to Man City so uh, yeah if there was ever, a, it used to be the Tuesday night in Stoke didn't they where uh, Messi could ever do it but the Man City boys can... Could survive a cold night in Sheffield um, on, a, on a January uh, evening. That'd be interesting. Um, yeah, so, know
0: like that, if they were struggling in <laughs> no. um, a title race, will they?
1: No. But a few other things on on Sheffield. They're, um, the record, if you like, of a newly promoted side was Wolves um, beat it last year. It was well before Wolves. It was eighth place uh, Ipswich back in two thousand and one. Um, I and mean, that was the highest place finished of a, of a newly promoted t- side. that's George um, Bailey
0: Ipswich. Mob was it Yes, yes yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and then last season was uh, was Wolves beat that by finishing seventh. Um, so yeah, Sheffield United. Have, I mean, they're fifth at the moment. If uh, if they can, you know, maintain to those two spots, uh, fifth or sixth, and finish a top six finish, and yeah, I mean, it would be sensational. Um, I mean, if you look at Wolves last year, they, they spent a bit of money, but like you say, yeah, uh, Sheffield United haven't. Um, so yeah, one to keep an eye on, one to one to watch out for. Um, any other results that particularly? Took your eye over the weekend. I was just
0: thinking to finish off on that. Uh, it sounds like Arsenal maybe get Wilder in and get him real. That might be the uh, the one. Uh, yeah, made a way forward for uh, for Arsenal. Uh, yeah, Wilder seems mm-hmm. to do a great job. Um, now, s- sort of was impressed with. You. I was surprised at United getting a reasonably convincing win. Uh, I don't think Brighton are a great team. Well. Yeah. I, I thought United might struggle with that. Um, uh, I'm uh, Gary Flaps about my club so I'm, I'm supposedly actually a Blackburn fan that is my original club um, <laughs> and, and so I'll, I'm absolutely loathe to do this but Burnley's result was pretty handy against West Ham I thought West Ham might go to Turf uh, Moor and win but um, yeah each time I think Burnley are going to you know, just start falling apart as a club and piss off and get relegated like they should be the sewer rats Um they seem to <laughs> <laughs> seem to string a couple of results together, and Sean Dyche continues to show that he's a he's a manager who knows how to keep a club in the Premiership and knows how to keep a club going. So yeah, I was um, I thought them turning West Ham over quite handily was uh, was quite an impressive result. To be fair to to Burnley, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I, I
1: agreed. But Chelsea as well. Um, we we talk about Leicester and uh, and City, Liverpool, Ch- Chelsea. You know, side on points with Leicester, aren't they? And the Frank's young guns um, doing it doing a good job, isn't he?
0: for what was quite a slow start as well wasn't it so they've been been on a good run for quite a while now they um they look yeah I watched that game and they yeah just the, the Palace weren't going away easily though you know typical Hodgson side well set up um organised but as Simon on on Chelsea we're playing more of the football let's be breaking them down you know he's got Pulisic so he looks like a bit of a the super superstar he's been long been touted to be doesn't he becoming, yeah. that, becoming that player um yeah, he's got you know he's got quite a young core there, hasn't he? That he seems to be keeping a bit of faith with the Abrahams, the mounts, say Pulisic, and then oh yeah, and the sort of young young lads at the back as well. Um mm. they're kind of blending in. You're keeping the likes of William and, and Kante there for a bit of experience. Um, yeah, they they look handy. Uh, agreed. Uh, and I suppose Walls was the other one as well. I thought Walls um, probably uh, more than justified the two-one scoreline against Villa. I thought they were all over Villa really um, mm. a lot of the game and, and you know, Villa got kind of a late well like it was like end up in a late consolation really um,
1: mm.
0: I thought yeah I thought the Wolves had more chance and could have put them away quite easily um, they're still still quite a handy side and if they can sort of yeah even out with the Europa, Europa League games I think they should still be pushing for well you're probably pushing for the top six really you know if it's Arsenal struggling and Sheffield do not fall away a bit it's kind of anyone's isn't it really for those it is probably yeah. top four looking on West Ham dusted now and I'm sure that will probably change somewhat but uh, fifth or sixth mm-hmm. could, could be the interesting races this year
1: certainly could um and I think the, the other one and this isn't a dig at, um at my uh, blue nose friends but I, I think Everton winning uh, away at Southampton I thought that was a a good result to be fair the
0: um, ne- needed it didn't they? needed it yeah
1: i mean if southampton win that then suddenly everton are really in in trouble um so yeah gives them a bit of breathing space and suddenly they're 3 points behind uh, behind um, fifth place. Uh, interesting fact for you, though. That's uh, quite a damning fact for both both Merseyside clubs. Is um, the either side, both Everton and Liverpool, neither side have uh, have beaten a team above them in the league so far this season. So um, you know, you hope you know, that would change uh, at some point, or not? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Any? Uh, <laughs> the penny just dropped. It. <laughs> and, yeah,
0: it took, took a second. Really <laughs> awesome. yeah, I was <laughs> really. When did Liverpool get to the top all season? Haven't they? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. Any anything else then? Any other scores? Because we're a bit we're a bit hamstrung this weekend in that we haven't got any uh, any, any need to talk about. There's there's some international football and um, that we're not you know it's not that we, we wouldn't want to talk about it, but perhaps um, there might be a bit of a quieter week next week. So maybe we'll we'll touch on the international football next week and and um, maybe talk a bit of boxing and. Uh, a bit of uh, rugby. There's some club rugby, big club rugby news. We weren't going to say that we were. We did say we we're not going to talk about rugby um, for a while after the World Cup, but then. Uh,
0: then, uh, then Saracens happened, didn't it, Gareth? Um, Saracens happened. it was nice. I mean, you say know, you don't. Know, I had a 15-minute preview plan for the England Montenegro game tomorrow, Gareth. A, <laughs> you, you say you don't want to go into the ins and outs of uh, Joe Gomez uh, trying to ruin Raheem Sterling's England career. You don't. Want to... You know, to, well, yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, you could you could talk about, uh, but that, I mean, Sterling. To be fair to him, um, you know, he's uh, he was possibly possibly harshly treated. He always gets booed at, at Anfield, uh, and I thought he was actually um, actually pretty good uh, this time round against Anfield. Probably his best performance at at Anfield, uh, some would say. But um, I mean, he, he still didn't manage any shots on target. But um, apart from that, I thought he was uh, I thought he was very dangerous. Um, yeah, but yeah, he's right. uh, <laughs> he's having he's having fun with Joe Gomez at the moment, isn't he?
0: It is apparently they kissed and made up, so that's nice though. Because um, I don't mind Joe Gomez; he could be a good player for us one day. But I'd rather have a home sterling in the squad if I'm honest. Um,
1: but, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? That he's he's the one that's gone. I think there's there's lots of rumours about what the incident has has been um, or was. Um, but maybe again, uh, we'll perhaps talk about that when we <laughs> post Montenegro when we know a bit more when it comes out a bit more in the wash. Yeah, I'm to stay
0: my my. Two hours research on the Montenegro team's gone to waste, Gareth, but you know, <laughs> I'll save that, save that for the way leg perhaps. Um,
1: I was impressed you knew that England would play
0: Montenegro, <laughs> here, Gareth, here. but yeah, we'll um, we'll let Sari shake out a bit more and perhaps go into Sari's in greater detail next week because that has turned into quite a scandal, hasn't it? But, um, it has, yeah, and, and yeah, maybe uh, we'll leave that for next week when we've got a bit more time. As um, yeah, the international probably won't give us loads of materials to talk about, will it? Um, no, and uh, yeah, perhaps catch up on the uh. The super series one of the super series coming to an end. In a cracking yeah. fight. But uh, yeah, that can happen me next week I suppose. Yeah,
1: brilliant. Alright, well, thanks very much. Cheers guys, be listening.
0: Catch you later.